guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bellati, and I so desperately wish there was someone around to see me right now because I it just looks really funny, the scene right now, uh, with me sitting on my floor, like just trying to stay cool while I'm recording this episode because it is so hot in New York this weekend slash I guess it's Monday now I like can't even keep track of the days I'm recording this on a Monday Um, but this past weekend it was just totally unbearable um, in terms of heat and many of you guys know I'm quarantining right now self-quarantining after my trip to California so I've been in my apartment and I guess I just didn't spend that much time in here last summer uh, because I was just, you know, jetting all over the place. I was like, you know, just all over the place, basically. <laughs> Anywhere that wasn't, you know, in the hot city in my apartment, like I was even out and about just like feeling the breeze and being in here, I did not realize just how bad the air conditioning, the central air in my building is. So I've been using this little like standing fan and I'm like sitting on the floor trying to stay as far away from my windows as possible because I found that it's just so much hotter, like near my windows. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm trying to stay cool. I'm wearing literally the skimpiest little nightgown that I have, and I'm drinking ice water out of a coffee mug because I haven't done dishes in a little bit. So that is the scene. Um, I am here to chat about some good stuff with you guys today. I have a lot of little things that I've been jotting down in the notes section of my phone recently, and you know, a lot of times I jot down little thoughts here and there, little just, um, you know, stream of consciousness thoughts that I have while I'm crossing the street or picking up my laundries, you know, in the shower, just really various places. And a lot of them never really make it to the pod because I always have something that kind of overpowers it or a story that I want to share or an issue that's really important or something. And so a lot of them get lost. But today I have uh, given them the floor. Yeah, that is the deal. Uh, although there is like beads of sweat forming on my forehead and I'm developing a sweat mustache, I am still so thrilled to be sharing this all with you guys today. So yeah, okay, let's get into it. Um, I guess I do want to start out with just kind of my frame of mind right now, how I'm feeling, how things are going for me. I actually did attempt recording this podcast yesterday and full transparency, it was a train wreck. I just got super like emotional recording it, and I realized after kind of listening to it again, it really was just me complaining, <laughs> and that's just really not the energy I want to put out right now because, um, of course, no one needs to hear that. No one needs to be brought down by that sort of energy right now. So I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try talking about how I'm feeling right now without being a total fun sucker because I feel that the world needs more fun right now, not so much fun sucking and fun being socially distanced, fun, just fun vibes. That's what I mean. Don't take it out of context. Um, but I think so in the past few weeks, um, just honestly, every single day since my road trip, um, I've been feeling just kind of conflicted. I think that's honestly an understatement. Um, but just kind of like certain places and energies and people are kind of pulling me away from what I initially, oh my God, it, dog just like freaked out in my hallway pulled me away or have been pulling me away these kind of other outside elements or things that I wasn't really anticipating coming into my life or kind of taking a hold of me have been kind of I don't know guiding my hand away from what I thought 
the next chapter of my life was going to look like, if that makes sense. It's kind of poetic in the way that I just described it, but you know, it's, it's pretty normal. I think a lot of times we have a set kind of internal plan for our life, just something we think is going to like, this is, you know, it, it does look kind of linear in our brains, I think. And of course life never goes linearly. It never goes in a straight line. There's always a bunch of, you know, bumps and things you aren't expecting and, you know, even walking backwards sometimes and, you know, backtracking and going back to something you didn't think you were going to go back to and like all that sort of stuff. And I think recently, you know, it's been really no different for me. I've just felt that the linear pattern or just the path that I had seen for myself that was so attractive, you know, a few years ago is no longer very attractive to me anymore. And, you know, I, I've, you know, been super transparent with you guys about leaving my corporate job and doing freelance. And I am so happy with freelance. And it made me realize making that big decision, you know, that there are a million other decisions that I haven't, or just tough choices I haven't been making because of fear. And I need to start making those choices or kind of doing those things and slowly but surely, you know, not all at once. It's, it's very much an overtime sort of thing. Nothing crazy abrupt. I don't think maybe something's crazy abrupt, but not everything. And so that's just kind of how I've been or what I've been thinking about, what I've been processing, um, recently, even when I was on my road trip, it really just opened my eyes to the possibilities that I have. And I'm saying that sitting here as a super privileged person. And I don't want that to go unsaid because I know that I have a lot of possibilities and opportunities that I'm so grateful for. And I know that not everyone has that luxury. And I just want to share that. But I have been working very hard. And I think that if you work very hard and you get to a point where you can make certain choices for yourself, I don't see why you shouldn't as long as you, of course, are staying grounded and you're not getting too full of yourself, not too on your high horse and your ego isn't like exploding out of your ears. It's something where you are really thinking, really considering the rest of the world as well, but also making choices that are kind of selfish sometimes and are for you. And I think I need to get better with making choices based on my own needs and my own wants, my own dreams, and not just the dreams and wants and desires of the people that follow me or my parents or my friends. And it's hard to like break out of that. It's scary because you don't know who you're going to have supporting you. And humans are very wired to need, crave support. And yeah, so I don't know. Those are just some thoughts I've been, you know, toying around with in my brain recently. And in processing all that, you know, it's a lot of excitement's been generated by these new thoughts of me kind of branching out of my normal bubble that I feel like I've been very trapped in. Just, you know, my Carrie Bradshaw quote, Carrie Bradshaw life that people often say, you know, you're the Carrie Bradshaw of this generation, which I honestly like when I think about that, I'm like, I, I've said it before. She's love Sex and the City. think it's definitely a show that was made in a certain time period and it would not be relevant now. Um, or politically correct for that matter. So I don't know if I'm fully on board with being the Carrie Bradshaw of our generation. I think maybe the reason people say that is because I'm very open with my uh, life online, as she was. I, I also don't have curly hair, so <laughs> I 
there's that. But anyway, so yeah, I think I will be honest though, in having all these really big thoughts and dreams and things that I am finally like having in my grasp, I've been feeling sad as well because even though I am embarking on this journey, so to speak, of seeing my life in a different way and kind of imagining new possibilities for myself that I never saw before, I am not going to lie to you guys. I am letting comments get to me. I'm letting DMs get to me more than I ever have. Really, I'm just feeling pretty fragile right now, I think, just because I feel that I'm kind of on the brink of a lot of change, maybe internally. Um, And I just, I don't know, I'm feeling very like vulnerable right now. And every little comment, every little thing, every little jab um, has really been hitting me hard. And I like for a while, or not a while, I mean, for like a whole day, I was like, okay, why, why all of a sudden is this getting to me? Like I really have made a point to not let comments and mean things get to me in the past. And I've been on the internet for like 12 years now. And for some reason, it's just really getting to me lately. And I needed to take a step back from social media. I, you know, made a few mistakes here and there. I just needed to take a step back. And I did. And I'm happy about that. I think it was good for me. And you know what I'm doing now? I am taking time for myself until I'm me again. Because I feel even though I'm a changing me, I'm still like, I'm still trying to hold on to who I am. And I feel like sometimes on social media with comments and people just assuming things based on, you know, one or two things that are said from a person, they just try to assume this person's life or just kind of condemn them. I I don't know. There's just a lot of things. I've been really trying to just step away and give myself time to heal from things because I feel like so often in this life, we are so go, go, go. Right now, we're really not, as you guys probably know in your own life. It's very much, there's a lot of you know, time right now. There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of, for a lot of us, maybe not everyone, definitely not everyone, but for a lot of us, I've seen on social and just in general with my friends and other people, it just seems like there's a lot of time right now. Um, And, you know, I feel like when we were go, go, go before, you know, pre-COVID, there wasn't much time for us to sit and process when things upset us or when things, you know, just certain things about us that we don't quite get. And now we have the luxury of having that time some, some of us do, you know, to, to process and to really get to know ourselves. And I am doing just that, all the things that I typically preach on here and never do myself because that's just how it is apparently, but I'm really working on it. So yeah, that's what I've been kind of doing feeling recently. Um, I know that was all super vague. I I feel like I'm just trying to figure myself out before I share anything really with you guys because, you know, um, I would hate to share something that was kind of half-baked and not fully risen bread, you know? Um, But I'm just, you know, I think the main theme or message here is I'm really striving in the rest of 2020, you know, as things are getting harder and harder to kind of process and just a lot is going on in the world. I really want to remain a main character or the main character rather in my life 
because I feel like it's, it's, it's easy to get lazy and kind of shift into a supporting character in our lives and just kind of take the backseat and let other people's opinions and other people's actions become our own and just really lose our originality, lose what makes us special. And I think that when you don't actively make choices in your life, when you kind of just go with the flow to a fault, you know, there's this phrase like only dead fish go with the flow. And it's pretty true because I used to think that, you know, by going with the flow, I was such a cool, chill girl. And I think sometimes you do need to kind of go with the motions, but maybe not get lost in like the chaotic stream of other people's doings to the point where you don't even have your own things. You don't have your own thoughts and, you know, words and just a lot of things. Because I think so often in movements, in times of movements, there's a lot of movements going on right now, which is a good thing. I think we're really striving for change, which is incredible. But I think in that, it becomes very easy to take a backseat in your life and not be a main character in your life that is actively expressing your own extremely unique views, extremely unique, exhibiting your extremely unique passions and things of that nature. So I don't know. I just, I found that also now it's kind of, it's difficult to, to do that and to be a main character publicly because you worry that people are going to judge you for going against the grain, especially right now when I, I'm not going to lie to you, people are a lot more, I, I just think, easy or no quick to comment I think that's probably what I want to say here um because there's a lot of things I could say that I know will offend people because I don't know I don't think there's anything wrong with having a point of I think honestly everyone should have a point of view on everything I think sometimes there is a certain way that you should express it in order to like if you want change from a person there's a certain way you have to you know write out and kind of communicate that that desire in order to reach them versus upset them because if you're upsetting someone a lot of times you're not getting through to them in a way that's going to encourage them to change and that I stand by that I think that you know if you're arguing with someone for example I remember taking this course in college you know on on professional arguing and how to argue your case in a way that you know you'll win the case and I remember my professor saying the second you raise your voice the second you let out a curse word you've lost like you have to remain calm you have to articulate yourself in a way that that resonates with another person so anyway I don't know how I got into that tangent, but being a main character in my own life. Okay, back to that. Um, I think it stems further than just my social media presence because, like I said, I am taking a step back in that regard. So it definitely goes deeper than that. I think it definitely just – it's going into a place where I, I want to be conscious in my life because I feel as though a lot of things that I've been doing the past few years have been kind of – sub like, unconscious decisions something where I was just I felt almost like I was like half there in ma- the majority of the large decisions I was making like my apartment and you know my job at L'Oreal and there was just a lot of things 
that were pretty big decisions. And of course, you know, I had, there was some heart in them because otherwise I wouldn't have done, done that. But I think a lot of it was kind of just like, it wasn't a very conscious, very like rooted choice where I was like this, I feel this, you know, in my bones. It was kind of like, oh, I feel like I need to do this or I, you know, and I feel like in doing that and I'm, you know, following kind of a blueprint of what other people have kind of dreamed up for me slash what a younger version of myself dreamed up for me. I feel like that's not really main character vibes, main, you know, so I don't know. You, you aren't just what people tell you you are. Like you don't need to be the smart one or the funny one, like your whole life. You can decide any second that you don't want to be that person anymore and change. And we really shouldn't just keep doing things because it's easy to do that. Taking a quick little break in this episode to talk about my sheets. You guys know how much I love Brooklinen. I don't shut up about them. And my Brooklinen sheets are probably one of my most favorite possessions. When I was on my road trip and sleeping on a pullout sofa with like a random like ratty blanket, I was missing my Brooklinen sheets here in New York. And they just, I have the best night's sleep with them. And I want to talk a little bit more about Brooklinen and why I love them so much as a brand. You know, there's a lot of good ways to start off your day, to you know just get into a good rhythm with your life and your routine and I think sheets are a huge piece of that. Brooklinen was founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky. They wanted to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg and they found it difficult so they took it upon themselves to create Brooklinen which is what we know today as being just a super comfortable home brand. There's a lot of different products that they carry not just sheets but I and a big proponent of their sheets. And so Brooklinen was actually the first D2C direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. There's no middlemen, just great product and great service, which I really admire. And there's a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for all of your lounging needs. I specifically love their Lux Sateen, which is just buttery, smooth cotton sheets. I find that they really have changed my life. In the steamy heat of New York City, I still feel cool when I'm sleeping, I feel comfortable. I wake up feeling super recharged and great after a night's sleep. And I attribute a lot of that to my Brooklinen sheets. So definitely check them out. Check out Brooklinen in general. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting on their site. Don't just gotta take it from me. You know they're good with that many reviews. So yeah, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product also that all of their bedding actually comes with a lifetime warranty. And of course, I have a special deal for you guys. You can get 10 percent off of your first order with Brooklinen and free shipping when you use my promo code thick thin that's thick thin on brooklinen.com that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com and you can get 10 percent off your first order plus free shipping when you use my code thick thin so definitely try out Brooklinen everything you need to live your most comfortable life I am obsessed like I remember back in probably elementary school um, with my first friend group. So, you know, the girls I grew up across the street from in my youth. And I just remember like, you know, of course I wanted to be cool. That was just a big, big deal in a lot of elementary schoolers' lives was being cool and having a cool phone and, you know, having a cardboard cutout of One Direction in your bedroom. Like maybe that was honestly after middle, after, I think that was probably 
middle school for me. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, just like being cool was, you know, what everyone wanted to be. And I remember just wanting to fit in with my friends so badly that I decided that I was going to be the funny one or the one that people would laugh at and the comedic relief that I would offer by just either being a klutz on purpose or saying the wrong thing and, you know, pretending to be stupid. Like it was really, I I cringe sitting here talking about this because I just can't believe like if my daughter someday decides to be this friend, like I, oh my God, I don't know what I'll do. Like I'll definitely have to address this with my kids. Like you guys won't believe the kinds of conversations I'll be having with my kids. Like We'll be getting deep, uh, talking about our feelings, you know. Anyway, but you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, a lot of you guys maybe even were that friend that had to kind of fit that role because they were too afraid to, you know, be the serious one because they didn't think they were going to do a good job of it or people didn't appreciate it. Like, you know, having any sort of serious conversation with my friends in elementary school was just not not the way to be cool. It was the way to be boring or the way to be weird or, you know, and if something upset me, you definitely don't call anyone out for it because like elementary schoolers can't handle that, you know? And so, yeah. And I, I remember kind of as I grew up from, from that point and we progressed to middle school and high school, like I found it very hard to escape that kind of that role that I had assigned myself. And it was hard for me to shift to a point where, these same friends see me as the smart one, you know, instead of the funny one or just, I don't know, but it, it definitely, it was over time for sure. But I, I did feel like I had to make it very like firmly known that, you know, guys, this isn't me, but I was able to, and it was a choice and I changed kind of my role in my story. So I'm very confident that, you know, even if we sometimes shift into these, kind of observer roles, backseat roles, supporting actor roles, we can just, you know, like that, if we want to flip the page and become the main character again. And I think a lot of us maybe need to think about if we're the main character in our own lives right now, because I feel during this current pandemic and the emotions that come along with it, because it's been a really emotional ride, just everything that's been happening in the past few months I think a lot of our sadness stems from our shift in roles and our giving up of control. And while I don't think that we should always have full control over our life because that's kind of boring, sometimes we do need outside elements to come in and surprise us, right? But I do think that you should have enough of a hold on your life that you feel that everything that is kind of happening you have a decision or a choice in the matter of, you know, you don't have all these things just happening to you or you're following this blueprint of someone else's life. It's, it is something where you have a choice. I think that's important. So that's another thing I've been thinking about, another little tidbit that I jotted down in my notes. Um, and I, I want to read this, this quote that I also wrote down um, from Nelson Mandela uh, along the lines of what I was just talking about. So he said, there is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. And I just, I really clung to that the past few weeks as I've been trying to figure out my identity, figure out my next moves, as I've been journaling a lot, like crazy amount of journaling, guys. I cannot wait to share the spreads I've been working on in my journal because they are some of my best, I think. And I'm also excited to eventually 
when I'm, you know, kind of in a better headspace, launch my journaling workshop, which I plan to do on Zoom, I think. I, I haven't quite worked out the kinks of that yet or just figured out the the model, but I definitely want to do kind of a, a journaling sort of workshop where I share with you guys how I put together my spreads, how I, you know, come up with things to write about, etc. And it becomes kind of an interactive teaching, but not so much like not rigid teaching, just like fun, creative thought starters and stuff teaching, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a teacher. I'm not (laughs) built to be a teacher, I don't think, but you know, I'm going to do my best. So that is coming eventually as well. Um, But yeah, so been doing a lot of journaling, um, been doing a lot of reading, um, finding just really smart people from the past that have said really amazing things. And so another little passage that I've been dying to share with you guys, um, it's been in my notes for so long and I've just been, it's been just pushed down to the bottom and I'm upset with that <laughs> because uh, Maya Angelou is incredible. And I've always just been, I've been known on here to share a lot of her work. And this is something that I just recently discovered. And I've heard like little bits and pieces of this uh, thrown around on like Pinterest and Instagram before, and maybe in some like some speeches I've heard, but I've never actually read this full passage start to finish. So I want to read it for you guys. And it's called I've Learned by Maya Angelou. It hits very hard, especially right now as I'm kind of figuring out my life and Here is how it goes. It says, I've learned that no matter what happens or how bad it seems today, life does go on and it will be better tomorrow. I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person by the way that they handle these three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. I've learned that regardless of your relationship with your parents, you'll miss them when they're gone from your life. I've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. I've learned that life sometimes gives you a second chance. I've learned that you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands. You need to be able to throw something back. I've learned that whenever I decide something with an open heart, I usually make the right decision. I've learned that even when I have pains, I don't have to be one. I've learned that every day you should reach out and touch someone. People love a warm hug or just a friendly pat on the back. I've learned that I still have a lot to learn. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And wow, I just love everything about it, especially that last line, which I'm sure you guys have heard before. It's a pretty iconic quote from Maya. Um, there's a few lines in there that, of course, don't really make sense during COVID times. I don't think I don't think I should condone, or I do not condone you reaching out and grabbing someone in these uncertain times. You know, unless you have taken proper precautions. But there's just so much to unpack there. So much that I think I just feel like I need this printed out and put on my wall because. So many little tidbits from this, I feel, are just, they're kind of like personally adding me because I feel so targeted in a good way by them. I feel, you know, a lot of these things, I wish that I would have, I wish I just would have read this maybe when I first moved to New York, when I first was even deciding if I wanted to move to New York, maybe. I don't know. I just think that this is something I wish I would have seen right after I graduated college because I think. Taking a quick break in this episode to introduce a sponsor. This episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Gladskin. 
and let me tell you a little bit about them. So I personally don't know about you guys, but I love good news in my life. And earlier this year, I made a YouTube video where I opened up about my biggest insecurities. It was super difficult for me to film, but I felt like it would really help so many people and it really did. And the video was actually all about my struggles with eczema, which has bugged me for years. I've had the most horrendous, just painful eczema on my hands, on my arms, on my face, under my eyes, just really in various parts of my body. And it's been a massive insecurity of mine. I've had to cover up my body with clothing and just different accessories, just being so fearful that people would see my eczema and not to mention it was super uncomfortable. And I discovered Gladskin eczema cream about like six months ago, I think now, and it's really changed my life. Gladskin scientists actually found that nearly all people with eczema have a bacterial imbalance in their skin, meaning their skin's microbiome is just out of whack. And Gladskin eczema cream with microbalance is so much more than just another moisturizer on the shelf. It works by rebalancing your skin's microbiome and providing relief from that itchy redness situation that I just, I know so well because I've experienced it my whole life with eczema. And I I noticed a huge transformation in my skin after only two days of using it. It's just amazing how quickly and efficiently it works. Um, it's a really unique product and I've noticed so much change in my skin. I use it twice a day or more than that sometimes and it's just really unique. It's um, already been a proven solution for eczema relief in Europe for five years and it just became available in the US this year. Wish I knew about it sooner. It's different from steroids and traditional over-the-counter moisturizers because they don't rebalance the skin's microbiome. What's worse, they actually contain preservatives which kills all the bacteria, even the good bacteria that's needed for healthy skin. So I like to say that Glad Skin works smarter, not harder, making it safe for everyone, even little babies as young as three months old. You just apply it twice a day, daily, even on sensitive areas like eyelids. I get it super bad right underneath my eyes and it's a really sensitive area and I don't find that it really irritates my skin at all. It doesn't at all. I have very sensitive skin. And even when your skin feels fine or you have no flare-ups, it's good just to use as a moisturizer. Um, it can be used proactively to keep eczema under control and you can't overuse it. That's not a thing. So it's free of steroids, fragrances, preservatives, and drying alcohols. It's been clinically proven to reduce eczema itch and redness. And there are no drug side effects. It's been clinically tested. It's hypoallergenic, dermatologist recommended, and accepted by the National Eczema Association. And you can get it shipped right to your door at gladskin.com and it's backed by the Gladness Guarantee. You can try it risk-free for 60 days. Love it or your money back. If you guys suffer from eczema or know someone that does, definitely try out Gladskin. I have been such a proponent of it for so long because I believe that it truly does work and I use it myself twice a day. So be sure to check it out. Get some for yourself on gladskin.com and thank you to Gladskin for sponsoring this episode of Thick and Thin. Let's get back into it. I also do have a tendency of thinking that a bad day is like the end of the world. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have just a really bad day, which honestly, when I say I have a bad day, like sometimes it's just like, you know, three hours of the day were particularly bad and I chalk it up as a bad, horrible day that, you know, is irreversible and I can't come back from and tomorrow and the next day are going to be affected by it forever. And as Maya said, you know, life does go on and it will be better tomorrow. And after just having kind of a sad emotional week last week, I really needed to read that and really process it, you know? And I think even when she was saying that, um, like, you know, you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands. You should throw something back every once in a while. I think that's incredibly valid too, especially what I was just, you know, kind of going off what I was just talking about, about 
how you shouldn't just accept the way your life is kind of going or that's kind of not the right way I want to say that but you know you shouldn't always just accept what other people are doing perhaps or what other people are saying as you know the golden rule for life and how you should be living yours and you should definitely go your own way Troy Bolton style um or no is it Gabrielle that said that Gabriella high school musical I'm just trying to be relevant here and going really off the rails with it but anyway I think it is important to throw your own pitches sometimes and not just accept the way that life is kind of laid out for you. You know, I remember as a kid, my mom would lay out clothes for me on the bed, you know, clothes that she wanted me to put on for school and whatnot. And I, you know, being the fashionista I was in like the first grade or however old I was, my mom was still picking out my outfits. I would just kind of make my own modifications and wear what I wanted to wear and maybe not exactly what she had picked out for me. And I think, you know, it was a tiny little act of rebellion, but I think also it, it kind of goes into my adult life. I feel that sometimes, and this is something I do like about myself, I think sometimes I'm given something and I don't exactly accept it the way that it is packaged and given to me, I decide that I want to make it more on brand or, or just better for me. And that sometimes means not looking, dressing, acting, deciding things the same way that other people do. And sometimes that could be kind of scary, you know, to show up to a party in something that looks like I'm going to a baby shower when all my friends are wearing jeans and crop tops, you know, like I... <laughs> I think it's important to go your own way. Gabriella Montez. Isn't that her name from High School Musical? She's got to go her own way, right? I got to rewatch that. Anyway, so I wanted to share that little passage from Maya because it's been just sitting in my notes and I just thought, you know, as an empath over here, I just, I've been feeling the weight of all of your thoughts as well as my own and I just thought maybe you wanted to hear that and needed to hear that. So anyway, I also want to just talk about... Um, just kind of going back to what I was saying about being a main character and just about stories. I feel like I've talked about being a main character in your life before, but I think I honestly internally thought of it in a different way than I do now. Um, I thought of just the whole idea of crafting one's story in a different way, I think, six months ago, honestly, after dealing with just... Honestly, I've grown a lot in the past few months of just having to really think critically about things that I did not need to think about before because my privilege prevented me from needing to. And it's hard to admit that, but it's true. And I've really been able to see, you know, through issues going on in the world, through COVID, through my road trip, seeing parts of the country I've never seen in my entire life or thought I ever would visit in my entire life. I have been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of just revisiting past demons, asking some hard questions to myself about myself. And I've kind of realized that I have one messy AF story. Jesus, <laughs> sorry to use the Lord's name in vain, but like, wow. Um, my story is all over the freaking place and it's not linear. And like I said before, I don't think any good story is really linear. How do you expect the author to, you know, drop a bomb in the middle of the freaking page? Like, that's how it should go. That's how I'm usually drawn into books. You never know what's going to happen in the next page. If you know what's going to happen on the next page, then, you know, those are the books that I put down right away because I don't want to freaking finish reading them. You know, and so I just think that no matter how messy or how inconsistent your story is and how, you know, tangled into a freaking knot your story is, that is 
you and the most interesting people I've met in my life, the most, just the coolest people, like after I spend time with them and I'm by myself, I think, wow, that person was so cool or wow, I'm changed from this interaction and like I feel better after doing that or going out with this person or seeing this person like those are the people that you want to stay close to and the reason why I think that they are so attractive to us is because a lot of these people I mean at least personally the people that I find the most interesting are super colorful have just so much depth so much going on and I feel like you know <laughs> they're not perfect and I just love that about them and I'm just I, I'm envisioning certain people in my mind and I hope you're envisioning certain people in your life in your mind when I'm saying this and I just hope that you are that person to someone and that I am that person to someone because I think I don't know I just owe it to myself to pivot when I need to and not feel that I need to live in a straight line because I think that that makes for a way more interesting story you know we have a real tendency to want our lives to be neat and tidy, tied with a nice, pristine bow, tell one distinct story, and to have a plot that just makes sense, that makes sense to other people. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that's going to just rock your world. People don't care that much about you. You know, they maybe come across like they do, and they might talk shit about you sometimes, but really, Everything they say about you is a direct reflection of themselves. It's People are very vain. People are very obsessed with themselves, even if they come across like they're not. Everything that someone says about you or thinks about you is has a direct correlation to something going on in their own life. Everyone is very obsessed with their own lives and their own stories. And that is why we should not give a shit about what people think about our choices and about the next page in our story. I think you should edit your life. I saw this, this quote on Pinterest, um, edit your life quickly, or no, frequently, not quickly, you know, take your time. Frequently though, and ruthlessly. It's your masterpiece after all. Edit your life frequently and ruthlessly without any fear of other people's decisions or, you know, just kind of judgments of you, I guess. I think that some of the most important novels, the best movies, have plots that absolutely shock us that we don't see coming. And I give examples, but I don't want to spoil any of my favorite movies for you guys. Um, so yeah, I want to, you know, another little thing that's been floating around in my, um, my notes section that I wanted to read for you guys is a little story that I actually, I read, I don't know where I found this, it was like in a little like pamphlet I got from like, I don't know, like some brand. And I was like, Ooh, this is kind of cool. It's called the story of two saplings. And I think it's like, maybe not like a proverb or something, but it's something where I've definitely was read this as a child and didn't really think of it ever again. And I want to revisit it with you guys. There's two stories I want to share. And this is the first one. So uh, the first one, and of course, we're going to unpack it after I share it, but just want to kind of go into it. And it does have to do with what I've been talking about the whole time, our story and how we evolve through tough things. So the story of two saplings. An eight-year-old boy went to his grandfather and proudly announced, I'm going to be very successful when I grow up. Can you give me any tips on how to get there? The grandfather nodded and without saying a word, took the boy by the hand and walked him to a nearby plant nursery. 
There, the two of them chose and purchased two small saplings. They returned home and planted one of them in the backyard. The other sapling was placed in a pot and kept indoors. Which one do you think will be the most successful in the future? Asked the grandfather. The boy thought for a moment and said, The indoor tree. It's protected and safe while the outdoor tree has to cope with the elements. The grandfather shrugged his shoulders and said, We'll see. The grandfather carefully tended to both plants, and in a few years, the boy, who is now a teenager, came to visit again. You never really answered my question from when I was a young boy. How can I be successful when I grow up? He asked. The old man showed the teenager the indoor tree and then led him outside to take a look at the towering outside tree. Which one is greater? The grandfather asked. The outside one, but that doesn't make any sense. It has to cope with many more challenges than the inside one. The grandfather smiled. Yes, but the risk of dealing with challenges is worth it as it has the freedom to spread its roots wider and its leaves towards the heavens. Boy, remember this and you will be successful in whatever you do. If you choose the safe option all of your life, you will never grow and be all that you can be. But if you are willing to face the world head on with all of its dangers and challenges, the sky is the limit. The young man looked up at the tall tree, took a deep breath and nodded his head, knowing that his wise grandfather was right. The same is true for all of us. If you choose the safe, well-worn path, then a life of mediocrity awaits. But if you have the courage and the capacity to live in the elements, you give yourself a good chance of reaching your full potential and being successful in your chosen field of endeavor. I feel like I've definitely heard that story at some point in my life before, but when I read it just in this, I don't even know where, I have like a screenshot of this, I don't know where I found it, honestly, like a while ago, but... Again, I just feel like all these little nuggets of things in my notes have just all come together to paint a very clear picture for me of what I need to do in my life, like where I need to go. It's almost like a friggin' fortune cookie, honestly. Um, but that story, I think it really speaks for itself. It's something where, you know, if we live this, the safe life or the life that is respected by all of our peers and that everyone kind of looks at and nods and thinks, oh, okay, that's cool, good for her, you know, but we don't do anything that shocks them, something that maybe we want to do so deeply and want to express or want to say even on social media, I don't know, just like nothing even too groundbreaking like, you know, moving or something. It's it's even the small things that just kind of scare the shit out of us to do something a little different, you know, I think it's important because if you don't risk the elements, if you don't get out of your bubble, you you don't even know how, like, what would happen if you did, you know? I, I, there's just so many beautiful things that could come from taking a risk and you don't even know, like, you won't even give yourself the chance to, to try and see if that's something that could happen for you. I don't know. When I quit my job at L'Oreal, I remember saying, you know, on my way out when I was saying goodbye to my coworkers that I have to, to give myself a chance to succeed or fail in this life that I am kind of designing for myself, literally and figuratively, because I am a designer now, I'm a graphic designer, but, you know, I, I basically said, you know, I'm, I'm giving myself the chance to try and see what will happen, you know, with this new gig that I'm going to try out. And I could fail, fall flat on my face, but I also could fly, you know, as they say in that one quote. <laughs> 
There you have it. Taking a quick break in this episode to introduce a sponsor. This episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Pros, and you guys know I love Pros. I have their products in my shower as we speak. Just use them prior to recording this episode. I showered with them. Incredible products. But if you guys don't know, Pros creates customized hair care products for people, not hair types. That's their whole operation. You'll never have to compromise on healthy hair goals with Pros because every product's formula is made especially with you in mind. They're freshly made to order products are designed to transform with you through seasonal and lifestyle changes and so they create custom shampoo and conditioners based on your personal hair analysis and their algorithm and their online consultation dives into every factor that affects your personal hair health there's very you know interesting questions on their quiz that I've never seen another brand do before where they ask about you know air pollution in your area and how much sun you're getting and just really every factor that goes into your hair health and with over 50 billion formula combinations. The result is a unique blend of ingredients that caters to your every strand and follicle. And Pro stands by clean and responsible beauty as well. Every formula is sustainably sourced and cruelty-free, which I really admire. And they can accommodate virtually every preference, including vegan, gluten-free, and more. And they're super evolutionary. Their customization process goes beyond the initial consultation. With every single order, they're optimizing formulas based on lifestyle and seasonal changes in your area. And every bottle is made to order. Not to mention, the bottles are so cute. They have your name on them. They're aesthetically pleasing. They look nice in the shower, which is important to me, so I feel like I must note that. They look amazing. And I really have seen a nice change in my hair. I find that my hair has gotten shinier over time using their products. So to get started, take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off of your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Katie. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Katie, K-A-T-Y for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Get started. You will not regret it. But yeah, so I want to read one more story before I kind of wrap things up. I can't believe I've already been talking for this long. I like just really time flies when you are uh, having fun and getting vulnerable and sharing all of your secrets to the internet. Um, So this is another little kind of proverb type story where I've definitely heard this before in my past, but you know, there's a reason we're told all these, all these stories are, you know, delivered these stories when we were young because we are super sponge-like when we're younger and we really, you know, we hold on to things like this. And I think that it's important to revisit them when we're older because they take a whole new meaning when we're faced with different kind of more adult challenges, you know? So a gentleman was walking through an elephant camp and he spotted that the elephants weren't being kept in cages or held by the use of chains. All that was holding them back from escaping the camp was a small piece of rope tied to one of their legs. As the man gazed upon the elephants, he was completely confused as to how the elephants didn't just use their strength to break the rope and escape the camp. They could easily have done so, but they didn't try at all. Curious and wanting to know the answer, he asked a trainer nearby why the elephants were just standing there and never tried to escape. The trainer replied, When they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size rope to tie them, and at that age, it's enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe that they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. The only reason that the elephants weren't breaking free and escaping from the camp was that over time they adopted the belief that it just wasn't possible. And the moral of the story here is, no matter how much the world tries to hold you back, always continue with the belief that what you want to achieve is possible. So essentially, you know, here, believing that you can become successful, believing that you can do something a little against the grain and something that could potentially not work, aka trying to break free from a rope that maybe will still hold you, who knows, 
is the most important first step to actually achieving anything that's kind of against the norm and just really honestly something you will love so much and be so proud of yourself for doing so I don't know that just further kind of solidified in my brain that right now even though taking risks and doing something that people don't really expect of you can be scary I think that it's necessary because you know I feel like a lot of us myself included have been living our lives in a way that we just think that we're kind of we're you know, on this path that we're kind of set to follow and that's that's kind of it. And we don't have any wiggle room. We don't have any room to pivot. And, you know, I'm 24 years old. That's not old by any means, but of course it is kind of in that age where I, I feel people are making choices for themselves that are kind of defining their the rest of their lives. And I that scares the shit out of me because I feel like I don't even know what I'm doing, you know? Like, I, I feel like I'm getting there. Sorry, I just moved my little table. I'm getting there, but I don't quite know for sure. I'm kind of in an I don't know period of my life. I've used that before in my early videos in like high school and I'm back there, I feel like. And that's okay because that means my plot is juicy. It is interesting for myself you know my later self recounting the story of my life like this is what makes it interesting doing things that aren't always in a straight line and so that is what's going on in my head right now I of course you know thick and thin is a spoken diary and this has been a very diary-esque episode of me just rambling my thoughts and a few little stories and really awesome passages from really awesome people Um, so yeah, that is this episode. I don't even know what the heck I'm going to title it because what has this even been? Like, just like, I don't even know, but I hope that this has resonated with you and maybe you're going through very similar feelings right now. And I just hope I'm, I'm just kind of putting this energy out into the world. I hope that you are the main character in your life. And if you find that you aren't, I hope that you find the courage to shift that, shift the role that you play and get out of that back seat, climb on out of there, you know, and that is my wish, so I hope you guys are all doing well, uh, happy Thursday, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you guys all really soon, next week, talk to you all then, bye. Mm-hmm.